You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. Today, we are going to talk about seven years of operating lessons from, well, taking over my ad agency, Single Rain. And this is going to be a multi-part series that talks about a, well, a couple lessons that I've learned. It's more than a couple lessons, but just to give you some context. So Single Grain is the ad agency that I own and I bought the agency for $2 out of pocket and I paid the rest of the, the rest of the transaction was through a buyout. So it was $2 upfront and then the rest of it was through a buyout and, um, you know, over time and, you know, basically what uh, I also set a contingency as well, saying that if the company failed, I would owe nothing. So that was kind of my, my first foray um, unintentionally into, you know, air quoting right now, mergers and acquisitions. And um, I learned a lot. And at the time I was about 27 years old or so. So I didn't know what I didn't know, but at least I, I got the deal done in a uh, favorable way. And keep in mind the agency, when I took it over, we were negative in terms of, uh, negative in terms of profit. And it was a business that was no longer working because the services that we're providing, um, namely SEO, um, the Google algorithm updates hit. And when I joined the company, um, it was already on its way down. And, um, basically I bought a distressed asset. That's the, the right way to look at it. So, um, I, Long story short, I bought the company, but um, I made it even worse because I didn't know what I was doing. I tried to transition the company to going from an SEO company to a content marketing uh, company agency, and because um, it seemed like the next logical progression. But um, you know, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I'm happy to talk about um, you know some of these lessons, some of the mistakes, some of the good things, the bad things, and all that. And um, we also dropped all the way down to one employee as well. So it was it was tough sledding, and I actually. Um, I almost ended up taking a job that was a really good job offer. And I almost, I did give the verbal yes a year into taking over the company. Um, but the next day I just knew that it wasn't the right fit for me. And I'm so glad that um, I ended up sticking it out with single rain. So the first lesson has to do with people. So in the early days, because I performed really well as a marketer and I was leading marketing at um, you know a couple of different startups, um, I started with SEO first and I grew into more of a generalist and then I started managing a team. And so I thought that because I came from tech, I knew everything and you know whatever I said was gospel because I came from tech and this was a lowly agency. What could they possibly know? And so um, I came into the company and I didn't realize how important it was to um, not so much focus on how good I was, but to focus on the people. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good one person is. And to be frank, looking at looking backwards, I wasn't that good um, because I wasn't able to build rapport with people, and uh, because I had uh, I thought my ego told me everything I said would be correct and we should go in that direction. So um, I didn't try to listen to people. I didn't build rapport with people. And that's why we dropped all the way down to one employee. Employees were dropping left and right and um, completely my fault. So first thing is people, right? But even beyond that, it's hiring the right people to help you. Because once you hire the right people to help you, a lot of stuff comes off your plate. And it's, again, it's if they can do the job maybe at a seven out of 10 or eight out of 10 compared to you, then that's, that's pretty damn good. Okay, so that's that's the first piece. Now, the second piece, uh, I know you're, a lot of you are watching this. This is a, a marketing channel, but again, it doesn't matter how good you are as a marketer. If you do not understand as a leader of a company, 
the the culture that you're building is everything because if people are the most important thing then you have to build the culture because the culture is the operating system that it, it's how you do things and the best ceos in the world they all obsess over culture you look at zoom right they're they always are at the top when it comes to glassdoor um you know in terms of their employee engagement same thing with other companies like google and you have other amazing companies up there as well so you know first thing is i'm talking about hiring really great people you know people that are better than you hopefully and then the second part has to do uh with culture now the third thing is you know coming into the company what i learned that was that yes people are important but building the rapport with people and listening to people is really important so number three is, is more so around listening right so listening to the people because when i came in i interviewed a bunch of people and but i didn't try to i didn't bother to build a relationship with them and i started making sweeping changes but in order to get buy-in you have to people have to feel like you're listening to them and people have to feel like you're on their side and you're looking out in their best interests i came in as again i thought i was the savior of the company and in many instances i was hired to come help to save the company because the last company I was at, that's basically what I was I was tasked with doing, and I was able to do it successfully with a great team, with a great product. This was a different scenario where we had a service that was no longer working, and um, you know the team might not have been relevant for the the future. So just you know made sweeping changes. I laid off a couple of people too, um, and so a lot of cringeworthy stuff. But ultimately, it comes down to to listening to your people. And, and nowadays, what we do when it comes to listening to people is, you know. We have a weekly uh, employee engagement tool called 15.5, which we love. That's the number one five and then spell out five. And we use it. We, we love it. We, we also use the quarterly review system that it has. We do 360 reviews as well. Um, and there's just a whole host of things, feedback that we get. We, we run uh, quarterly anonymous employee engagement surveys as well. We just try to get, collect as much feedback as we can to listen, partly because I made such a, you know, such a boo-boo when it came to, um, well, listening to people, right? Because I screwed up so much in the beginning. Now, when we have new people join, and by the way, I've seen new people screw up on this too, um, where new people will join and they'll, they'll make the same mistake I made. They'll come in and they'll make sweeping changes. Uh, they won't bother to try to listen as much as they can. And so now we have a rule where um, if someone's more senior and they come in, they actually cannot implement anything. They cannot suggest anything. Um, and they just, they just have to listen for the first 30 days or so, um, if not even more than that. And so doing that gives them the context that they need because sometimes what happens is they'll want to make this change in the first like oh it seems like that's wrong but after they hang out with the group for like two weeks or so they'll be like oh i actually understand that's that's why they do it that way and in many cases some of the things that are suggested we've often tried in the past as well not saying it doesn't make sense to try it again but just keep in mind listening takes you a long way and i'm i'm um i think these things are all very um they're high level things but they're they're really important in terms of um taking you taking you far and, you know, not making stupid mistakes like myself. You have to also constantly be asking yourself, you know, the fourth thing would be, you know, the people that you're working with, do you think they can do the job long-term? Because often what you're going to find, especially if you're in startup mode, is you hire someone, they do a great job for the first year, the first two years, but as you get bigger and bigger, they cap out at a certain point. And a lot of people I found cap out. And one of my biggest mistakes was trusting that people can grow to take it to the next level because i thought look if i'm so growth oriented i'm reading a lot all the time and i'm constantly getting better why can't they do it because i didn't perform well that well in school growing up i was you know in many cases seen as as average so if i can do it why can't they do it right so um i have a very competitive side to me it's like you know you want to see them grow you challenge them to grow and in many cases they break and they, they're unable to do it you know whoever gets you from point a to point b not ne might not necessarily be the person to take you from point b to point c and, and same thing for c and d as well so you have to keep evolving and you know in many cases that the person that you you 
um, have really grown to love as a person, they cannot scale. And so what might need to happen is you might need to reassign them um, or you might need to, need to just move them on and give them a great severance. The problem, what you cannot do is you cannot demote them because anybody that you demote, they're going to have a sense of resentment. So uh, keep that in mind. You want to constantly be asking yourself, you know, do you have the, 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 the person in the right seat, right? The, the right person in the right seat. And um, I can tell you every single time I've had a gut feeling in my mind um, about that person. It's like, I don't really think they can do it. I've been right 100% of the time. Like there's been no failure at all. So trust your gut there. The fifth point is moving quickly on, on people, uh, personnel decisions when it comes to having to let someone go. All right. So when it comes to hiring someone, take your time, be very deliberate, be do extreme reference checking. We check six references, right? We check their two direct reports. We check their two peers and we check their uh, their two bosses. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes if they're more junior, you might eliminate some of them. But we, we do extreme reference checking. We ask a ton of questions and we try to keep it uniform. In the very beginning of the interview process, we follow a book called Who It's W.H.O. with a question mark. And we do screening. We have scorecards and a lot of different things. And then we'll always run them through a test as well. They'll go through a couple of interviews. Um, but we, we are, we're very rigorous and still we miss a lot. Right. But that's what a, a good hiring process should be. It should be very rigorous, right? You want to, people say the cliche is you hire slow and you fire fast. And that's exactly what we try to do. But I will be very honest to be the first person to tell you that I don't fire uh, fire quickly enough. And that is, I think, a, a very um, important lesson. The sixth thing over here is if you are going to fire someone, what I found to work really well, and I've gotten used to it, is a little awkward at first, was um, I one of my friends, um, Bob Glazer, he runs a company called Acceleration Partners and they do affiliate marketing. And he created this thing called the Mindful Transition. And so the mindful transition, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to fire you, you're, you're done today, you'll say, hey, you know what? Um, you've done good work for us for the last you know, year, two years, whatever it is exactly. Um, we're going to transition you out. We're going to give you, depending on how much you like them um, or how much, you know, how much, um, how long they've been with you, we're going to give you um, 30 to 45 days, maybe even up to 60 days. In some cases, I've done even 75 days or so. You want to give people a chance. Um, and so you give them a chance and or you give them a chance to find something else. And so, um, and you message it well too. You say, hey, look, it's, it's you're gonna tell everyone it's, it's a transition. You've been discussing the transition. Um, you're, you, you're gonna volunteer to be a reference for them as well. And they're gonna continue to do work. So it's not like there's a disruption to the workflow, right? Because if you just fire someone, there's a disruption to their workflow. Um, and then also at the same time, you know, people will feel comfortable coming up to you saying, instead of giving you a two week notice or a three week notice to be, hey, like I, I wanna work out a transition plan. Um, and that's how you do it. So there's no surprises on either side. And uh, sometimes it gets emotional for sure because people have been with you for a while. But um, the mindful transition, it has been a godsend and it just seems to align uh, incentives a little more. The seventh part um, would be related to process or people. So I got this quote from David Cancel, the CEO of Drift, but 95% of the time, so this is from one of his tweets, 95% of the time it is a process problem. 5% of the time it is a people problem. So what I would say to that is if you find yourself doing something two to three times, at least just document it. You know, we love using notion. Notion's a great wiki for us and uh, people can just search for things. You know, you try to keep it updated every six months or so because processes are constantly changing, but we use notion and notion has been, um, well, notion is the tool. There's obviously other tools you can use, but, um, you create great processes, people follow them. And then, you know, every now and then people might veer off a little bit, but, the, the process is what will liberate you. And, you know, it's, it makes it much easier because if you need to hire someone new, if you, let's say you go on a hiring spree, here's a question to ask yourself. If your business 10 X is in the next day or a hundred X is the next day, are you 
are you ready for that growth, right? Are you ready for that growth? And process is gonna help make you a lot more ready for that growth, a lot more prepared for that growth. All right, so if you enjoyed this and you want to start or grow your consulting agency service type of business, you can go to singlegrain.com slash call to book a call with one of our team members, strategy call to help you grow and start your uh, agency type of business, or you can go to singlegrain.com slash agency dash accelerator um, and you can actually watch a video on how to do that as well. But singlerain.com slash call to book a strategy call. And that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you in the next piece of content. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.